Hey, Shelly, do you remember the days of being in corporate talent acquisition? Oh, absolutely. Every time the phone rang, it was another staffing agency claiming to be innovative and different. I used to wonder when someone would truly elevate the industry. Well, hold on to your hat here because that's exactly what Van Hack has done. Shelly, picture this a closed community of pre verified tech talent ready to relocate to Canada with all the paperwork taken care of. Sounds too good to be true? Well, not anymore. Van Hack has made it a reality. They have built the community of skilled software developers eager to make the move, and they handle the entire immigration process. And that's not all. They're taking it up a notch. Companies with offshore development teams, listen up. Van Hack's introducing the Canadian Engineering Office. Move your entire dev team to Canada, and Van Hack handles all the nitty-gritty details of immigration and relocation. So can you imagine, Serge? The applause from your CIO if you were to walk into his office and bring this solution to the table. Shelly, every time I walk into an office, I get applause. But that's not all. (laughs) The best part is they've got certified immigration consultants on board who've done this countless times. They understand that every family situation is unique. Revolutionize the way you recruit, relocate, and retain talent because when it comes to innovation in the talent acquisition world, Van Hack is leading the charge. Get ready to be the hero of your company. Check out vanhack.com today. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Bonjour and welcome to the Recruitment Flex. Shelly, you're looking pretty happy today. I am. I am. There's a number of reasons that are going to become super obvious to everyone that's listening. Because today we have a guest on the show that is a co-founder of a super cool company. I can't wait to talk about it because it's one of those things that are very close to my heart. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest today, Parker Pell, who is the co-founder of Abode HR. Parker, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shelly. Thanks, Serge. Super excited to be here today and, and to chat with you all. So I imagine as people are listening, they're like, what's Abode yeah. HR? Because the name doesn't obviously tell you what the company does. But before we go there, Parker, yeah. tell us about your journey and how did you get into the HR tech space? Yeah, it's interesting. And it goes back to junior year of college, actually. So me and one of my college roommates and another friend, we went to Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee. The three of us, traditional college student, got an internship after our junior year. We accepted our offer for those listening in the campus recruiting world. We accepted our offer in the fall of Mm -hmm. our junior year. And Mm -hmm. then obviously our internship was going to start that summer. We accepted our offer. Four months go by and I didn't hear anything from the company that I accepted that offer with. And personally, I was just like a little anxious, confused. I'm going back home and all my friends are talking about these awesome internships and their experience. And it just wasn't my experience. And I actually ended up getting another job because I just didn't hear from a hiring manager, recruiter, anything after I signed this offer that I was given after meeting someone at a career fair. 
fast forward to going into my senior year and my two co-founders, Ben and Evan, after that summer, we were in the entrepreneurship club and talking about our past experiences. And both of them had similar things happen to them where they just didn't hear anything from the company that they signed an offer with. Because in early career, there's a super long gap between signing an offer and starting. And that was our first inclination into maybe there's a better way for this to happen. We were entrepreneurial at heart, running a small company in college, the three of us together, where we were matching our friends in college with homeowners in Memphis, Tennessee to do chores. And some of them were business owners and thinking about hiring these students that we were just thinking, oh, they're going to go and like mow someone's lawn. And this business owner was like, oh, I'm looking for an intern. So we graduated in May of 2019. And in September of 2019, started our company, formerly known as Scholars, now Abode, and didn't really know what we were doing. To be honest with you, we were 21, 22-year-olds trying to start a company. We knew that we were super passionate about college students, and that was where we first got on LinkedIn and dove into this campus recruitment industry, university recruiting space. So we took about six months and did basically consulting work with big campus programs in all industries. And people listening can't see my face, but think about me as a 21-year-old walking into an all-hands recruitment meeting for a Fortune 100 company and then asking us, what do you want to know? What do people that are your age want to hear or talk about at a career fair? The backstory behind this, selfishly for us, was we wanted to figure out if this gap in this mm-hmm. challenge of lack of engagement and communication after these yeah. offers were getting signed was a thing. And fast forward to today, a lot of fortune and luck and honestly, receptiveness from campus recruitment leaders and willingness to chat with us to share pain points is what brought us into the HR tech ecosystem. You know, I think there's so many inspiring young thought leaders that know there's a problem, but very few will do what you did. And that is go to the source. Go Mm. to the source, figure out if this is really a problem, rather than trying to solve something because this happened to me once. Parker, good on you. Talk a little bit more about coming up with the name. Yeah. Because I imagine Abode HR may get confused with another company if you've got maybe a little bit of dyslexia when you're looking at it. But tell us about why you chose to move from the name Scholars to Abode HR. Yeah. So in January of 2023, we officially rebranded to Abode. And the reason the name change came to be and and we wanted to rebrand was twofold. One, we were hearing from our customers that when they were socializing our platform and, and what we'll dive into about what our company actually does, our former name wasn't being received as professional as maybe they wanted it to be with executives. It sounded a bit college-like and we understood that. And Secondly, as we were thinking about what our software aims to do and what we're providing to not only recruitment teams, but also the candidates, the students that are in our software, our our goal is to help recruitment teams keep their candidates company, right? And as we think about your home, it's your abode, your humble abode. 
And that was something that one of my co-founders, Evan, and his now wife actually brought to the table was like, (laughs) you're providing this home, this one-stop shop for a candidate's experience with a company. And that was a big thing behind our brand and our marketing. I'll say we didn't do it all ourselves, but that was really the premise behind the rebrand from customers, but then also just trying to think about how do we align our brand to our mission at the core of it. I want to dig into what Abode does, but before we get there, I'm always curious with new founders in the space, especially when they've never really worked in the HR tech infrastructure or Mm -hmm. understand what's the biggest learnings about the industry in, in three years now, like anything that really surprised you about HR tech in general? I think the most surprising thing for me personally was the receptiveness to knowledge share with someone who has never been a recruiter or had a recruiting background. I feel like in our time over the last three, almost four years now, in the HR technology ecosystem, the power of just being able to have a conversation with someone and the willingness to have those conversations has almost given me like a recruiter 101, program manager 101 degree that I mean, I was an econ major that I would have never known before. And I think that's what's helped our company as a whole and and our team to help to bring us there. I'm a little bit curious, Abode, for the audience that doesn't know, like, what is Abode in the sense of your product? How does it fix this problem in the industry? Yeah. And I think the biggest problem right now in the campus recruitment industry is there's a gap between how recruitment teams are communicating and engaging with the candidates that have signed their offers and how the candidates are used to and want to receive information and engagement. Abode, in short, we're helping teams to automate and deliver a Gen Z communication experience from the day someone signs their offer as an intern through them joining as a conversion and joining as a full-time employee. You think about the campus recruitment ecosystem, and this is really where the biggest kind of opportunity that we see a lot of teams that utilize Abode and leverage Abode for is you have an intern that signs an offer in October. They start in June. There's those eight months between signing an offer and starting that most teams are putting a bunch of names of people that have signed offers on an Excel doc, setting a reminder to manually email them hoping that email goes through. There might even be some like required things that the recruiter's trying to get someone to do that goes to a spam folder. And then the candidate's like, I didn't see that. It's been a month. And so abode in short, we really help teams to take that experience from signing an offer to day one, whether that's day one of your internship, day one of joining as a full-time employee and bringing it all into one place for not only the candidate, but also the recruitment team so that they can see how their candidate experience is translating to retention, translating to conversion. And more importantly, how can they use that information to iterate year over year? So that's really where we fit in. And as the whole is after someone signed their offer as an intern, all the way throughout their internship program, into a rotational program, a new grad role, you name it. And just think about all the parties involved in that experience right now, right? And Shelly, I know we talked about this before we jumped on. You've got your recruiter, the handoff to the program manager. You've got your hiring manager that maybe you're relying on for touch points to be shared. There's just a lot 
And so we try to consolidate that all into one place. So basically it's a platform and how does it tie into what the company is using? Is it run completely separate? Do you tie into HRIS or ATS? Uh, how does that work? Yeah. So Abode can operate standalone, but a lot of our partners do integrate into their applicant tracking system. Okay. And where Abode fits in, if you can conceptualize it, you've got all your sourcing, someone signs an offer in your ATS, whatever that might be. Abode fits in right after your ATS. We'll pull in candidates, first name, last name, email, phone number. Once they've been tagged as offer signed, then they'll get access to Abode. And Abode then will take them from signing an offer up until formal onboarding within your HRIS. So benefits, payroll, et cetera. And then after that's all been set up, they can use it during the internship program. They can use it during the rotational program. And then once the program ends, when they have an external email, which is a big challenge for a lot of companies, right? When these candidates have external emails, what are we doing? After that program ends, alumni engagement. So we can pull information from a team's ATS. It can operate standalone. It's however the company best wants to go about it. I think a lot of people are confused the difference between early career and campus recruitment. I I know the wording is pretty clear, but there is confusion of that approach. Should it be very similar? What's your thoughts? Yeah. When I think about campus recruitment, it it speaks for itself. It's recruiting on campus. So those are your students enrolled in, whether it's a two-year, four-year school, you're going on campus. I think what's exciting about early career is it encompasses campus recruitment but also those populations of individuals who are still early in their career, but just might not be enrolled in an institution. I think about that from the standpoint of veterans returning to the workforce who might be early in their career, returning parents to the workforce who took time off to have children. It's not just those people enrolled in school. It's anyone that's early in their career, less Mm -hmm. than three, five years experience, regardless of your age, you're in a point where you're ready to learn, ready to adapt, figure out what that career path is, whoever that segment of the population is. And I think that's what we're seeing a big trend with too, with a lot of employers is they're not just hiring traditional four-year schools. They're bringing in all these populations that have all these amazing skills that just have maybe for some reason at one point or another been overlooked. I mean, goodness, companies are even going down to high school programs for students Mm -hmm. that Maybe college just isn't for them, but they're going to go into a trade school and learn software engineering, right? Like that's personal opinion on kind of my thoughts on that. You're an incredibly talented person here, Parker. Not only do you have a blog that is very interesting, you've got some great material on there, and we'll talk about your podcast as well as being co-founder of your own firm. You got a lot going on. (laughs) Uh, But I did read a really good blog article that you recently posted that talks about a millennial or Gen X manager, their guide to effectively managing Gen Z. Great article. I'd encourage any of our listeners to take a look at it. Let me ask you this, though. Do you believe that most managers are properly equipped to manage Gen Z? My opinion is no, but it's strengthened by our Gen Z report that we run every year or early talent, early career report that we run every year where we ask those questions of, Mm -hmm. did you feel like your manager 
was doing everything that you needed to do for you to be your best self. Gen Z, as you think about it, and in our report, there's four tenets of engaging with Gen Z. It's transparency, respect, connections, and expectations. And in that article that you referenced, there's a statistic in there that I think is super important to call out. And it was 75% of Gen Z say that workplace flexibility is like the number one benefit that they're looking for. Who's holding up that expectation? Their hiring manager. The hiring manager doesn't know that or hasn't been involved in this kind of pre-start date experience where me as a candidate, I'm trying to figure out everything that's going on and and want to make sure that I'm in my best place and set up for success. And my manager knows how I work and how I think I work. And there's a disconnect there. And so for us, and even a lot of our partners who are now utilizing Abode to help to inform their hiring managers about their incoming talent, about their individuals that are coming in that they're going to be managing, it's trying to bridge that gap in misunderstanding. Because you can't ask a hiring manager to know everything. Obviously, they have a job, but they are bringing in this talent, intern, extern, rotational, you name it. So they do have an obligation to put forth a little bit extra effort into trying to understand who is this individual that's coming in from a personal perspective? How do they best digest information? How do they best communicate in things of that nature? Mm -hmm. So long-winded way of saying, I think there's a lot of work that can be done and it's never going to be perfect. But I think that there's intentionality that can be put in place to make it a bit better. I think you're onto something even bigger, Parker, because whether you're Gen Z or whether you've got 15 years of experience and you're changing jobs, the number one reason for disappointment or failure or a slow start is when expectations haven't been set. I think what you just identified is not unique to Gen Z. In fact, I think it's universal for anyone coming into an organization. And if we can better inform our leaders, call it pre-boarding, because that may be another term that will be tossed around for what it is that about HR does, is really that pre-boarding. And if you get that right, it makes everybody's life that much easier. That's why I was so excited to have you on the show and to hear more about what you're doing. Because you've got the ear and you're representing Gen Z, there's a lot of discussion around return to office. So there's some belief that flexibility means, oh, I can just work anywhere, anytime for anyone. What is the feedback you're getting from the surveys that you do? Are they really excited about return to office because there's mentorship and there's people there? And are we making too many assumptions about what Gen Z wants or doesn't want? I'm chuckling because I'm in trying to frame my answer. I'm thinking about all of our partners who we talk to and are in the office and say it's like a ghost town. And they're like, we have returned to office, but there are not many people here. So that's why I'm chuckling. But from what we hear, what this generation wants is connection. So how do we deliver that connection? And I think that is one of the mainstays, obviously, of our company and and what we do. But how do we provide an opportunity in a community for that connection? I think to directly answer your question, it's not 100% 
one way or another. I think for a lot of candidates in roles where they don't need to be in person, there's less of a drive to have to go to an office. Technical roles is a generalization, and I apologize, but that's just what comes to mind for a lot of teams who the company itself is primarily dominant around technical roles, where our partners that are traditionally in-person, customer-facing roles, whatnot, there's an expectation that if you're going into sales, you have some level of work in person or return to office. But I think what we try to drive and provide to our partners from our perspective is just think about where that connection is going to be delivered most effectively. If you do have a return to office policy, you better make sure that there are people in the office. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess one other thing I wanted to yeah. have you respond to is there seems to be another generational gap where those of us who maybe have, say, 25 years of experience or more, we can work from home, from anywhere, because we know what we need to do, but we're also not there to mentor, share knowledge with the new grads, with our interns. Are you getting feedback from Gen Z and from the surveys that you do that say, hey, we need these old dogs back in? Don't take this the wrong way, but no. Okay, Um, interesting. Okay, we're pumping our own tires then. You don't need us. But I think it stems from what that new grad is ultimately looking for. Are they thinking short-term or long-term? I think a lot of Gen Z thinks pretty short-term. What's going to provide me the most value right now? Yeah. Conversations with people 25 plus years in the role or at that company are going to be able to provide completely different feedback and advice on long-term thinking and career trajectory and things like that. What we see is a lot of Gen Z, they're thinking about wellness. They're looking for immediate satisfaction. I'm showing my phone right now because this gives everyone immediate satisfaction. And that short-term gratification is really a huge thesis behind why our company exists and the problem that we're trying to solve. Yeah. What I do to learn about different generations is... I go on TikTok and I end up in the Gen Z space when they're talking about work. And as a Gen X, a couple of things that show up that we're trying to figure out of how to manage a different generation that's coming up is we're hearing terms that we've never heard before. We're hearing strategies we've never heard of before. And it, it might be exaggerated on TikTok, but one that made pretty big news is time blindness. Then I was watching one last night that uh, was talking about the guy just disappeared from work because someone made fun of his slim ass. So he was so upset that he didn't show up to work for a week. And his boss was like, you have to tell us and you still have to show up for work, right? So where I'm getting to is how do we bridge like such a huge disconnect between four generations? Because I don't think we're that different. We did a recent episode where we talked about the generations from 1890 that young kids don't want to work anymore. And it's been a hundred years and we still hear the same thing. How do we bridge that gap between all these generations? It's a really good question. If you knew, you'd be a millionaire right now. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think what we hear from candidates and people early in their career that we chat with, what they want, which is a want, right? And I feel like the perception is 
the generation Gen Z maybe needs a bit more handholding or, or wants more than they might deserve, or you name it, is I think they want their opinions heard outside of their circle. Okay. It can mean a lot of different things, obviously, in a lot of different companies and how they're structured. But I think that a forum where opinions can be heard and they can see reactions to their opinions in the workplace and not saying that's going to bridge the gap, but in putting myself in the shoes of the candidates that we chat with, obviously Gen Z, it's, we just want to know that our opinions heard and hear the response. Yeah. And that's fair. No, I I do want to jump into your podcast because as podcaster with close to 300 episodes, we think we've done an amazing job getting to that point because most podcasts don't last more than 20. There's different stats that you get out there. Yeah. But for you guys to be around 377, you started exactly the same time as we did. Mm-hmm. Tell us, first of all, what is the podcast about and yeah. how have you found doing it? Yeah, it has been awesome. And I think it goes back to our biggest learning in HR tech, which was the receptiveness of people to chat with us. The Internship Show is our podcast. Started it in March of 2020. And think about the time that the world was in during that time period, and specifically the campus recruitment sector. Mm-hmm. No one knew how they were going to learn about job opportunities. Saying that now is crazy yeah. in the virtual recruitment landscape that we're now in. But back then, like no one knew. And so we were like, let's just start a podcast and let's bring on employers to come and speak about their early in career programs whether it's internships, rotational, new grad, whatever it is, let's just open up a forum to provide them in a 15-minute pre-recorded podcast to share their opportunities, what it's like to work there, give us feedback, and anything in between for our audience so that our audience who are primarily 18 to 27-year-olds while they're walking their dog or sitting at the lunch table or doing whatever can hear about these awesome brands and try to envision what it would be like to work there and come to find out it's something that employers in March of 2020 and still today, they want to get their brand out there and obviously digestible format of audio for anyone to listen to. And we hope gives the recruitment teams a valuable piece of like content that they can use recruitment teams don't always get the love from uh, a brand and content standpoint that profit revenue driving sectors of the businesses do. And so that's just a byproduct of what we do, but it's aimed for students. I'll tell you, it's crazy how many recruitment teams also listen to it to hear about what these companies are doing and take best practices to try to implement there. So that's been a byproduct also of the conversations, but it's been awesome. We love it. Uh, And do you produce and do all the backend work? Who does that? Do you hire an external firm? Nope, that's all me. It's all you. It's a lot of work. I know. Very multi talented. (laughs) (laughs) Pre show call to recording to editing to working with communications teams to publishing and and all the fun stuff that goes with it. But we enjoy it. Again, it helps us as abode just as much to meet new people, chat with individuals, learn about programs, try to stay up to date with trends in the HR tech ecosystem or challenges that we might not have heard about. And in return, we're hoping that we're giving them that valuable piece of content that they can utilize to go and get the best talent. 
Love it. Recently, there was a press release of you partnering with Yellow, who's a fairly famous company in our industry. Tell us a little bit more how that came about and the details of it. Yeah, that partnership we've been working on for a while, which we were super excited to officially announce back in August. And for those listening, obviously, knowing Yellow and their capabilities from Yellow sourcing to events to their CRM to their interview, everything. Yellow's platform is helping all these great companies to get someone to sign their offer. Where where the bode fits in is after someone signed their offer to help them to go throughout that program and join as a full-time employee. So the two of us were really symbiotic and had mutual customers and our partners were seeing value from both. And it just led us to really understand, let's truly try to deliver an end-to-end campus recruitment solution. Mm. You've got teams that are working together that are aligned, platforms that are aligned. And our whole goal, right, is to help these companies to eliminate having to deal with a whole bunch of systems and know that there are two systems working alongside one another that they can truly use from... I'm at a career fair and I just met Parker and he's an awesome candidate all the way to Parker just converted and is now starting as a full-time new grad in one of our rotational programs. So that's really what started the kind of vision behind it. And we're just getting started. I mean, it's super exciting to see already the response from both sides and companies who are going to help us to kind of shape what that exactly looks like in the future also. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. If anyone is looking to get a hold of you or yeah. Abode, what's the best ways to do that? Yeah. So Abode, our website's www.abodehr.com. You can also just chat with me directly on LinkedIn, Parker Pell, blonde hair, blue eyes. You'll find it pretty easily. I have Gen Z in my bio and connect with me directly and obviously be happy to chat. But this has been awesome, Serge and Jelly. Thank you again. So Parker, I'm not sure you're Gen Z because you're the first Gen Z that's ever used the WWW before (laughs) your website. So I think it's funny because when we share a website, we don't even use WWW, but I guess that just came out. So there we are. I am. You're an old school, Parker. Yeah, I think I'm the oldest Gen Z though. Perfect. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you joining the show. Likewise. Thank you both again for the time today and and appreciate it. Thank you. Au revoir. Shelly, let's face it. Texting candidates is the easiest way to hire quicker today. But your cell phone doesn't connect to your ATS. You're sharing your personal number with strangers. That's pretty scary, right, Shelly? And Mm. it's not even legally compliant. Mm, This is where our friends at Rectex come in. They've created simple yet powerful text recruiting software that works with your ATS. Plus, it's designed by recruiters for recruiters, so you know it works. To learn more and book a demo, visit www.rectxt.com, mention the Recruitment Flex, and get 10% off annual plans.